back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike, and I got my linemate Matt with me. And today, uh, I'm going to start off talking about Connor Bedard because it's absolutely unbelievable that the Blackhawks did win the the uh, the draft lottery, uh, which is incredible. Um, Matt, we did a Twitter space at the time live as the draft was was taking place, and when we got to number three, they showed Columbus and I was like, I can't believe this because I, I honestly thought, man, I'm like, okay, we get the number two pick. We get Adam Fantilli, you know, yeah. like we're, we're good. Yeah. We're you good. Know? Either way, we're getting somebody good. We're, we're heading in the, in the, in the, the, we're heading in the right direction with a, with a young kid. And then they, they pulled that card for the number one spot, man. It showed the Blackhawks logo. And I was just completely uh, d- uh, dumbfounded uh, in a good way. Yeah, I'm still in shock, man. I am still in shock. shock. Yeah. 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 I'm in shock Excitement too because. In shock. Yeah. We're, we're just ending this Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, you know, era, the, this old cup era for the Blackhawks and we're going to be starting a new one, a new Connor Bedard, Lucas Reichel era, possibly, yeah. you know? Yeah. Kevin Korczynski. Yeah. Stuff guys yeah. like that. And Connor Bedard could be, you know, even better than Kaner and Taves and Kaner and Taves are hall of famers. So right. that's hopefully he lives up to it, man, but it's, it's amazing. That's the thing though, you know, 100%, you know, it's, there was really not much, expectation with Taves you know we're we're expecting a a good player to come through you know but we weren't expecting you know like a Sidney Crosby coming in or a yeah. uh you know or you could say at the time uh you know a Sidney Crosby or Alex Ovechkin coming in you know so there really wasn't much you know baggage on his back same thing with Kaner he was the number one draft pick but you know we weren't expecting this kid to be who he turned out to be one of the best Blackhawks of all times Taves best captain of of the Chicago Blackhawks of all times. You know, they're NHL top 100 players. You know, we were not expecting getting that. Now with Connor Bedard on the other hand, you know, guys are people are going to expect this kid to get a hat trick in his first game. And yeah, Chicago is in Toronto, but I hope that you know that that we haven't drafted him yet, so you know, it's yeah. The situation, you know, it's not 100%, but he is the best prospect by a mile, and it would be really, really odd if the Blackhawks didn't draft him. That being said, um, I hope that expectations can be managed for this kid. Yeah, man, it's it's a slam dunk for Davidson to pick this kid, and I I just uh, going to work the next day, man. I was like feeling great, like I mean, I was at a site with. You know, a lot of hockey fans, and they're all wearing their Hawks hats and stuff, and we're all, like, fist bumping and stuff. I'm like, hell yeah. And, you know, I jump in my machine and turn the I, I turn the score on because I was just curious. I'm like, you know what, Chicago media, this is a big deal. It was all right. Bedard talk, and they never talk hockey. That's how that's how big this kid is. So, it's actually, they had some good points, and it was it was an interesting show, and uh, dude, I'm just, I'm so excited about this, man. It's going to be great. So, uh, Taylor Radish could be a 50 goal scorer playing with Connor Bedard. <laughs> <laughs> it, actually, that'd probably make him Chris Kreider, you know? <laughs> I, it's, it's insane, man. I, I, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm still in shock and it's been like a week later almost. And, you know, we're going to have, 
you know, Kevin Korchinski. We're going to have Bedard. We're going to have Nolan Allen. Uh, we got Reichel coming up. He looked great at the end of the year. Uh, uh, Colton Dock, uh, Del Mestro. It's uh, Frank Nazar. I mean, it. we got some good young kids coming up. And it might, Bedard might even boost a lot of these kids to start a, a year or two earlier. That's how good he is. The impact he's going to yeah. bring in. This this is the time for Davidson now. Like I mean, he got his guy, his centerpiece. Now the challenge is building a good team around him. So, in my opinion, I think in this this first round, you got to pick the best available guy that with that Tampa pick, best available guy. Maybe the second round, go after the best goalie because still kind of got a question mark in that department. You know, with Soderblom, I know he signed a um, extension recently, which is good to give him another shot. But and we got that Drew Camisso coming up, but I think we should maybe build up that goalie depth coming down in the in the future here. So with the Blackhawks and them having, you know, Lucas Reichel, and he's a good player in his own right. Do you think that him, you know, being already we we he's established himself as a playmaker and somebody who is capable of playing at the NHL level? Do you think that he is going to be kind of like the second? Like the the second piece for Bedard here, you know, kind of like you know Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. You can even think throw Chris Letang in there. You know, they had three guys that they kind of built that around. Um, we had Ovechkin and um, Backstrom in in Washington. You know, Backstrom getting ninety assists a season. McKinnon and Landeskog in um, you know in Colorado. You know, and in each place they also had a goalie as well. But do you think that Lucas Reichel is that full fledged number two guy on the team next to Connor Bedard? Yes, as of right now, I think he he's probably the number two. He's the Amanti to the Jeremy Roenick, Connor Bedard type of thing. I, sure. I think that Connor is going to be the goal scorer, and I think Lucas was probably going to be that playmaker. But you never know. Sometimes it flip flops and. You know, the guy you think that's going to score a lot of goals ends up being, you know, the playmaker, like kind of like Kaner. I, I thought Kaner, when he came up, was going to be more of a sniper, and uh, he, he actually was more of a pass-first guy. So time will tell, but I think Lucas Reichel is probably going to be that number two guy behind uh, Connor at, as of now. Do you think that the Blackhawks should should push to add some pieces this offseason? No, I think they should develop these young guys, give them a shot. I I don't want to see them spend too much because eventually you got to think of the future, which I think Dale Talon kind of messed that up a little bit in that dynasty run. He he immediately had to pay these guys big bucks, and we didn't have the space. I'd like to see Davidson kind of manage this this roster and uh, give them the give these guys. Good contracts where we're not worried about resigning our studs, because eventually, you know, Connor is going to get paid if he's the type of guy oh. they're talking about. You got to have space for him, and I have a feeling. I know Lucas is Lucas Reichel is probably going to be that number two forward guy, but I have a just a big feeling Korchinski is going to be a Norris caliber defenseman in the future too. We're going to have to pay him too, so I'd like to see you know keep the keep the cap you know, at least 10 mil, you know, cheaper than the, the like the main hit, the, the, the top of it, just so we can pay these guys. Cause you know, they're going to have to get paid if they're performing and 
by the sounds of it, Connor Bedard is the real deal. So I I like to see them, you know, really manage this cap better. Do you think he gets fifteen million a year? No, I think he's gonna maybe go like by a Jack Hughes like deal if he's. <laughs> I I think he's gonna be no better way. in his entry in his entry <laughs> level. I, I know he's gonna right. get that eight years right away. You know his first yeah. con after the entry level three years. It's going right. to go from eight, and it depends on the numbers. But he's he could very he could be double digits. Yeah, okay. I think I'm 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 going to predict it right now. I think he he goes any it, it's, especially if this kid's putting up forty goals, fifty goals a year. He's going to go. He's going to be getting thirteen point five, fifteen million a year because the the cap is also going to go up exponentially by then as well when this three year deal is up. Yeah. Well. I mean, the, the Hawks could spend on free agents to build a team around them and stuff, but they can't be ridiculous term. Like, you know, Seth right. Jones, yeah, Bowman went for it. I, I credit him for going all in and getting a guy like Jones. I li- I'm a Seth Jones fan, but you can't be signing contracts like this when you got these entry-level kids. you you right. got to have space to pay these guys, because it, and you need contracts to almost end when there's our, you know, be, their their new ones need to begin. So, right, I, yeah, I I'd love to see a bridge deal, but that's non-existent. That's gone. Not for this. Not for like superstars. Well, if you think about it, Kane and Taves, they somewhat took a bridge deal after their entry. Six, yeah, six million yeah. for six years. I thought that was pretty good, pretty fair yeah, for both sides. But it's non-existent. I mean, look at Jack Hughes. He had a great season this year. He was pretty good last year too. But his first, ooh, his first two were pretty brutal. I mean, sixty points it, in like two it years. It took him time to develop, but I mean, he's there. He's 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 good. Uh, but you know, Devils took a shot at him, and now you're looking at it like I remember. I still remember you were you were sick, and I'm talking to myself on the podcast, and I'm like, well, time will tell. Eight years is going to be like, wow, that's crazy for eight years. But after this season. You're like, wow, that's a really good deal. <laughs> he's he just put yeah. in forty goals and he's only getting eight million a year. And there's some yeah. guys making six, barely hitting fifty points. So right. time will tell with that. But Truba was getting eight and he's he just blocks know, shots uh, and just steamrolls guys. <laughs> so yeah. I, I guess if that's worth eight million to you, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so this year probably take it easy, but you know, Davidson is going to be looking to compete. I think Colton Dock is still, you know, two years away from even possibly cracking the, you know, cracking the roster. I think he's already got some injury issues, though. Uh, yeah. Specifically concussion Must issues. Must be the last name, eh? Jeez. <laughs> I don't um, know, man. Yeah. He looks good, though. Yeah, he, he looks like he's got some potential. Uh, you know what? I Actually, an interesting thing I heard on that radio show I was listening to. Say we, Connor Bedard and Korchinski made the team. You can't mm-hmm. send them to Rockford because they're too young right. still. And oh, yeah, really? So they would have to go back to their junior team. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's just an interesting thing I, I, I didn't know about, actually. And, you know, I've been watching this, you know, the game for a long time. And they, they got that 10 trial, you know, the 10 games where they decide right. they want to keep them or send them down. And I was always wondering, like, you know what? He's good. He's too good for his juniors. He's just going to dominate again. Why don't you send him to the AHL? And I didn't know there was an age restriction on that. 
What's the age restriction for the I, AHL? I, I guess it's I guess you have to be over twenty years old or something. I, I mean, I, oh, okay. I could be wrong, but I you know I, now that I look back and there's a lot of kids that you know never got that opportunity. Maybe it's like they don't want to pay them or something, but it, it's pretty interesting to me. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay. So, uh, the goalie prospects, do you think that's the next big thing for, for Davidson? Um, yeah. Like I said before, I, I think that we got a little, we got some unknowns. Uh, we, we do got a little sample of, uh, Soderblom. Uh, he, you know, he was pretty good. He, I, the game I went to, he really stood on his head and gave the Hawks a chance to win with a very bad roster in front of him. And, uh, Patrick right. Kane, who was pretty much coasting that game, <laughs> didn't even look like he wanted yeah. to play. Uh, but Drew, that Drew Camesso, I, I think he led his team to um, the final Frozen Four or whatever. I'm, I, I'm not sure. I don't really follow too much college hockey, but there's a lot of hype on him. I know a lot of Hawks writers are really high on him and some pros, or, uh, some scouts. But that, that's a good building point. But I think we should, uh, you know, Maybe the second round pick, I'd like to see him go after a goalie, I think. Our defense is kind of deep right now. We got some four really good ones, too. So yeah. I'd like to see him maybe try to snap a goalie. And uh, with that Tampa pick, I definitely, whoever the, the best available player, whether it's a defenseman or a forward, you got to grab him. Right. I would think that it would be a, uh, a center, to be honest with you. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I. Uh, like I said, whatever, if if there's a top, like, winger, like a type of two-way guy to play with Bedard, like a kind of a bigger size kid, I'd like to see that, too. Because you're going to think he's going to be centering Reichel. You, you kind of want to find him a future guy to play on that top line. I, that's that's how I would be. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's kind of interesting how to fill out the roster now that now that you've gotten the best piece possible you know how do you fill out the rest of the roster i think his job got tougher man i mean yeah slam dunk for bedard that's the easiest thing but then now it's like okay i know what i got here what am i gonna do i gotta start building i need i need a two-way guy i need you know roll guys i need you know some snipers on the left and right it's good it's the real the real challenge now is for davidson Maybe talking to some scouts and saying, "Hey, what kind of players play best with him?" You know, I I think he just he's gonna make everybody better around him. Right. I, I mean, like, Lu- like Lucas Reichel's got to be so freaking excited. <laughs> can you imagine that? It, and you know that you know, we talked about this before. If you're Patrick Kane, and you don't have a team. The Rangers are pissed off at you for whatever reason it is because they suck and <laughs> choke. But, hey, I, my my wife's from. Chicago. I've played Chicago my whole career, except for the last yeah. twenty games of the the season. I just bought a house in Lake Forest. Why? And I raved about Connor Bedard at the beginning of the year at this prospect camp that they they both went to. Uh, I, I'm coming back, and I'm going to be this kid's mentor. Give me the C. Give me a three year deal. Let's see where he's at, and maybe I'll sign a one-year deal after that if we're going for it, like a playoff run. Because I still think the Hawks are maybe two, three years out of it now. Sure, sure. it's sped up the process, but this kid's got some learning to do. We got to build a team around him. It, you know, just because the Oilers got McDavid, they didn't suddenly boom. They're in the Stanley Cup, you know, Western Conference Finals. It took a couple of years. So, yeah. I think Kaner would be the best, uh, the best mentor. Because he's very familiar with the locker room, the culture of the Blackhawks, 
And this kid is like Patrick Kane. I think Patrick Kane was his hero growing up. (laughs) So, I mean, it's it's a slam dunk right there, too. I don't know. It's up to Davidson, though. You know, maybe he's not going to want any part of that old, you know, that old guard coming back in. But I think it would be the right move. I absolutely think that it would be the right move. It would be the it would be the time to it would be an easy transition for the fans. So you could say, okay, we don't have a captain because Johnny is is gone. You know, he's retiring. But Keeners came back. He's going to wear the C. Everybody would absolutely be okay with that. The fandom, the players, everybody would be okay with that. He wears it for a few years. Just keeping it warm for, you know, Bedard yeah. and saying, okay, kid, here you go. The show is yours now. Give him a you name. Know? Yeah, give him a I, name. I, 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 com- I completely disagree with Davidson thinking that he's just going to have these kids all on one team and see which Phoenix rises to the top. You know, that's yeah. not the way that it works, man. You know, and, and okay, I understand like what he's trying to do, but I don't think that it works in this instance. These kids need someone to get behind. And Kane, who's had the experience of winning cups and having that championship mentality, the work ethic to show these kids, you know, how, how to play would be perfect for it. And, and they can, they can, find their leadership you know qualities amongst each other you know you know as time goes on as they grow as they grow together you know so um i think connor should live with them (laughs) you know yeah hey kid you're staying with me you're following me i'm driving you to the games practice we're going together you're gonna follow my lead and you know the kid's probably a natural born leader already so you get a guy that's you know won three stanley cups a heart trophy just a, just a top 100 player. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. Best American player of all time as of now. This is a guy you want to follow around. I think it would be yeah. a great move for the Hawks. At $6 million a year, three years, when Connor needs a contract, you give him his money and say, hey, Kaner, we want you here to wear the C one more year. Let's go for it. Like Kind of like a Patrice Bergeron type of thing going on. Something sure. like that, just take it year by year after. I know I'm jumping way ahead here, but that's just just uh, something that I could see happening and I think should happen. A proper yeah. goodbye. You know. Say, so, hey, you know, you're um he needs to have surgery, dude, to fix whatever hip sure, issue that sure. he has. You know, they need to get that knocked out. Let him come back when he's ready, because obviously there's no rush. Even a two year deal then, you know? Yeah. Just to give yeah. him a little security. Yeah. I mean, I'll bid Buffalo. I, I think yeah. it, I think to me, it's Buffalo and the Hawks if I'm Kane, for sure. Yeah. If I go home, play for my hometown Sabres, they're close. They barely, uh, you know, they're right behind Florida. And look at Florida, they're, you know, in the Eastern Conference Final. But uh, it, it, hearing the Blackhawks win the draft lottery, you know Kaner is watching that. You know he watched that. He's a huge hockey nut. And he just right. said, oh, my God, the Hawks got Bedard. That all that bull crap I dealt with this year, it I guess it paid off. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> yeah. may, maybe I should go back home and, you know, ride into the sunset with my team. Yeah, 100%. That's why it didn't work out with, with, uh, with the Rangers, man. He wasn't supposed to be there. No, I mean, it, <laughs> they didn't appreciate him. Yeah, I mean, like no, I said, I saw him make some great plays. Kaner is never known to play defense. 
I was, no. I was, and I, I don't think that they, they would be bringing him in there to do no, that. I mean, they're they're saying, oh wow, he's a minus three. Well, yeah, I, if it's a tight defensive game, he's not. He needs to, you know, he needs to get the green Push light, the up. green light to do whatever yeah. he wants. And when he does, he's on. He's great on the power play. It's just there's other guys over there that didn't show up, and he used to play for us. And I'm a big fan of him. The bread man was not that good. Mika wasn't that yeah. good, and. Igor Shosturkin, no. the greatest goalie in the world. Uh, yeah, he's got to be better too, there, guys. So you can't blame it on Kaner and Tarasenko. If I'm Tarasenko too, with all this media crap I've been hearing, I ain't wasting yeah. my time even talking to New York. Now yeah. they're they're firing the coach. Come on, you yeah. got to play in the end. So I wouldn't even waste my time talking to these guys. I don't even think they have salary cap space to do it anyway. Yeah, I don't. I I think that they have ten million in cap space, but they need to sign people. Got, yeah, you got Miller. You know, uh, DeAndre Miller c- coming up with a contract. You're gonna have to pay him at least six. You know, he's yeah. good. He was an all star this year. And then, yeah. then then you got to pay your young guys that you're obsessed with. Your kid line that didn't do anything. <laughs> so yeah, you know what, man? <laughs> Jumping back to the Bedard thing, that whole shit show from the hockey Twitter world. Those are some miserable <laughs> bastards. Like, oh my God, would you not want the Hawks to pick this guy because something that happened 10 years ago that everybody is now, you know, they paid the price Fire. for it? Like, are you are yeah. you people crazy? It's yeah. just, I love it. I, I mean, a lot of Hawks yeah, fans yeah. are, the diehard <laughs> Hawks fans are loving it too. They're like, hey, how can I piss you off today? Post a Bedard picture. And it, it's been fun, man. I've been having a blast. Oh my Being gosh, the bad man. guy, have <laughs> the bad guy. Bedard should say no and be Eric Lindros. Like, why? <laughs> are you freaking kidding? What, what do you want him to go to the Ducks to play with Trevor yeah. Zegers so they Zegers could do his uh, Michigan pass to him once every yeah. thirty games? Come on, you morons! He's gonna rot in hell over there. It's gonna yeah. be it's hockey hell. That's where you retire at. It's not where you go yeah, and play. That's if at. you need if a job to just to pay for your kid's college, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we go any further, I got to let everybody know that if you want to light the lamp, the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Now, Monday, we've got three games going on Vegas versus Edmonton. Vegas is a plus 160, Edmonton minus 190. I'm going to go with Edmonton in that one to tie it up because it's three to two and force the game seven. Um, Florida, I'm not telling you to bet that way. I'm saying I think that um, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for Edmonton to, to tie it up because I want to see a game seven. Florida is in a, they are in a holding pattern right now. Florida and Carolina, so that they can um, get get this third round going. And the Kraken won tonight. They're forcing a game seven. That's being played Monday. Kraken's a plus 160 versus Dallas minus 190. Now, the Kraken have been a plus for the entire series. So take it at face value. But I would I am pulling for the Kraken to uh to come out of this. I think that they're a tough team that really deserves that young team and uh and they've just been absolutely great. So you need to download your DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit the gambling helpline at 
hopem.org in New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes uh, for offer details. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Now, Matt, let's get into some of these series, man. Toronto versus Florida. I thought Toronto had turned the page. <laughs> they were going to push forward now. Now, now, what is it going to be? Another six years getting knocked out of the second round yeah. just to make it to the uh, <laughs> the third round? Oh. Man, what happened, man? Uh, they're just, they ran into Matthew Kachuk, man. I mean, it, they, <laughs> One guy. they celebrated like they won the cup after beating Tampa, oh, and you yeah, popped the did. champagne a little too early there, boys. And then, oh, oh we yeah. want Florida chance. Oh, I you probably you probably Ooh. didn't want Florida because they got nothing to lose mentality, and they're Smoked steamrolling them. everybody. Smoked them, dude. It wasn't even pretty. This is a different team. This Florida team is a different team than what the NHL has seen uh, previously. Well, yeah, I mean, that trade, it's, you know, it's looking like a genius move. <laughs> Bringing in Matthew Kachuk, this guy is just a beast. He is playing like a beast, yeah. and he's nominated for the Hart Trophy. I think he should win you, it. You take him away from that team, that team is at bottom. That, that team is in the Bedard uh, sweepstakes. That's how important <laughs> you know what? he is. You can say the same thing about, um, you could say the same thing about Connor, uh, McDavid, sure. but if you take McDavid away, they still have Drysdale. And they're fine. If you yeah. take, if you take, if you take Kachuk away, they still have Barkov, but Barkov isn't going to lead them to a Stanley Cup. No, he's not that guy. That's you know he he hasn't been that guy. That's why they've been losing in the first round of Tampa all those years. Now they bring in right. this guy. They just beat the best team in the history of hockey, Boston. Right, made them look bad, blowing leads. And best best terrible. regular season team. Of, well, of, yeah, in, sure. In but, I mean, they met them. They were all healthy in the playoffs. It was the same team. They 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 came back from three one, I believe, and then they just right. steamrolled a Leafs team that on paper should win three Stanley Cups in a row. That's how good they are. So right. now, I mean, the the real test is next. I mean, I think the Canes have been a very complete team for the last couple of years, and they just had trouble getting over that second round, and they finally did it. So right. I think it's going to go seven for sure this next series. Brent Burns is a man on a mission, too. He's playing great. Uh, man, he's, he's 38 years old. He's, he looks not his age at all. He's playing younger. And uh, Brendamore, man, he's got them all playing same page. They're all hungry for the same goal, and it's going to be an excellent series. I, I don't know who to pick, man, to be honest. Florida, and I don't think it's even close. I'll tell you why. Um, so the Devils beat the Rangers, and rightfully so. You know, they were the better team. They came into against Carolina, man, and it wasn't even close. You know, Carolina just mopped them up. Florida, on the other hand, they've played the um they played the best team in hockey. That was a tough series for them. They just wiped the floor with uh, uh they just wiped the floor with gosh the dang Leafs, man, I'm yeah. trying a blank with the with the Leafs. The Leafs were a tough team and they played them hard, but you know, they they mopped them. Carolina has not played a Florida yet. And Florida has played some two tough teams so far. I, I, I think Carolina though, they can play anybody and they're competitive. 
Like they just can yeah. play down or they'll play up or they'll be physical. The, the guys forecheck like crazy. I just yeah. think that from the management to the freaking stick boys, that team is just so stacked and on the same page. And I, I think it's going to go seven. I just, I, I don't know, man. Yeah. I think Brenda Moore has just got these guys playing and Brent Burns has been playing like a madman. Uh, and the whoever, it seems like who was ever in net for the Canes, they're fine. Like they got like the next man up and they do they do fine. So right, you know Bobrovsky's been good. The Bob, uh, I, I did yeah. not see this happening. I thought you know after he signed that ten million you know a year deal, you know we're like oh this guy's he's he's getting paid and he's just gonna coast you know and Spencer Knight's coming up he's gonna throw him out and he's been really really good man, really good against the Leafs. So it's going seven. I that's all I could say. Bobrovsky is playing up to his contract. He's playing up to what they've needed him to be, and that makes them really dangerous because, you know, they had a, a couple of years ago, man, they're going to Bob, Spencer Knight, Bob, yep. Spencer Knight, you know, and he's taken over, man, and he's been playing really, really well. Um, I'm really shocked for this Toronto team, man. You know, how do they go forward from here with Austin Matthews being a complete no-show in the second round. And same thing with Mitch Marner and Tavares. Yeah, they were getting bullied, it seemed like, too. You, you see that they were, uh, I believe Marner was getting taken shots to the face. But I think it was Kachuk, actually. And yeah. he didn't do anything. And all yeah, the comments no from Toronto, wow, these guys wouldn't even defend their own mothers if they were getting hit like that. They're, they're a bunch of <laughs> wimps, you know? <laughs> and oh yeah, man! I don't know what you do. I, I you gotta get a, you gotta get a a, a number one goalie. First of right. all, N- nothing against those guys. They played hard, but the the problem is they they have all their money on top. The top lines are just it, it, 13, 11, 10. That's a lot of money. Eighty eight. Yeah, and then you got Will, Willie Nylander. I think he's. He's up for a contract soon. I I don't know. Wow. I don't know what you're gonna do. He 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 produces though. He does. He's a playoff guy. Uh, I I I honestly don't know. I think you got to retool some something. I don't think it's the coaching staff. You know, I think the coach bought himself another year by winning that playoff series against Tampa for sure. Uh, just for some reason they're not in sync together. It seems like they. They play hard for, for a couple games, and then they're no-shows. They, they, they're just not consistent. This is all on the players. It's not on the management. It's not on Dubas because that guy did a great job at the deadline. And, you know, he put a good team together even before the season started. Ryan O'Reilly was a huge upgrade center. Uh, you brought in, you know, even the Hawks guys. They brought in Jake McCabe. They brought in Lafferty. They brought in some key guys. And you can't say the guy is just, oh, he's, I'm trusting my players to do what they can. He he brought in better players for these guys. So you right. can't blame the management. It it falls on your top-line guys for not performing. And unfortunately, you can't fire them. You know, you can't just terminate the contract. They're kind of stuck right. with this team for a while. They might want to make a... Maybe Willie Nylander might go for a younger guy and may, just to get some cap space and maybe retool a little bit. But who who knows, man? I would definitely go after a goalie. The problem is, is that these guys are gonna are gonna show up and show out during the regular season, and then that when the playoffs come, that's when the problems happen. Yeah, and I I think the and you know what I was worried about the goaltending. It was good until uh, Samsonov yeah. got hurt. They brought in that rookie kid. He did great. 
He he got thrown yeah. into the wolves and he he won a game. Yeah, kept them alive. And yeah, he did. It's just a matter of time. I mean, it's a lot of inexperience in that. You got to go after. Here's another one. What if the Leafs went after freaking Connor Hellebuck? That that would be yeah. terrifying for the league. Yeah. And even now, look at Connor Bedard is coming to the Blackhawks. Hey, the Hawks goaltending is very weak. The 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 pipeline's very weak. What if the Hawks go after Connor Hellebuck? Why not? Why not? The, hey, yeah, I'm going to go to the Hawks. I got the future freaking Connor McDavid slash Cindy Crosby slash Patrick Kane all in one coming. Hell yeah, I want to play for that team. So that's just another another thing the Leafs might want to look into. Man, crazy, crazy. Stars and Kraken. This has been a great series, man. Um, another g- good series for the Kraken, laying the body down, playing hard. Uh, you know, doing exactly what they did in the first round. They've got another game seven co- uh, coming up. They forced game seven today. Yeah. Did you uh, watch man, it? I've, I, I did. Yeah. I did, I man. I, I really like this team, man. I, I really like how it's, it's, it's almost seems like they don't have a star. You know, Maddie like Beneers is a future star in the making. He, he was, he's yeah. been good. Yeah. Jer- Jared McCann, you could yeah. say, is like their top goal goal scorer. Um, he's good. But it, what what I'm what I'm getting at is yeah. that they're like collectively a star, like a team, like they collectively play as a unit, as and together they're kind of like the star, uh, which is very very different from what you see like in in New York where they have a lot of individuals that are very very good, you know, like but. This team, the Kraken together, are a very, very good team. And the Stars, man, I'm going to tip my hat to them, man, because 100%, they have been, they have stayed up with them, uh, keeping up with them, playing hard, hitting, scoring, goaltending's been good. You know, really great games, really great series. Yeah, I, I watched the the last five minutes. Uh, Dallas pulled a goalie, and you know, the, the Kraken players were just all over the puck. They wouldn't even let them set anything up. They were just on them in one second. They had forced passes, making turnovers. Robertson was, oh man, throwing pucks away like like nothing. I'm like, what are you doing, kid? They were all over yeah. him. And, uh, they, they interviewed Yanni Gord after the game. Like, this kid, this guy's leading the team in points. Yanni Gord, who was kind of like a fourth-line guy in Tampa. He won the two Stanley right. Cups there. Man, what a what a move that was to bring him over in that expansion draft. This guy's a knows what it takes to win, and they're they're kind of following him. And great great player, I'm happy for him because uh, it's got to suck, you know. You playing on Tampa for two years, winning a cup, and then you kind of get stolen by uh, a new team through a fantasy draft type of thing. And it's got to be tough to leave. But man, he he's playing well, man, and the team's following him. I think Yanni Gord has been. I would want to say a, a blood and guts guy for them that he's leading. I think that he leads this team in a lot of ways. Davey Bowen and, type of guy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I, I think that he's, um, he's perfect for this team. They saw something in him that I didn't see in him in Tampa. And I think that he's living up to that now. And uh, I, I, great, great player, man. I like him. Yeah, for sure. Canes and Devils, man. I was I was really expecting the Devils to put up a bit more of a fight in in this. Uh, I was not expecting uh, the way that they kind of just went down in five. You know, they came out of nowhere and they had that. I think it was game four. They won eight to four, eight to five, something like that. Uh, 
Yeah, the Hughes, Hughes showed Jack up finally. Hughes, yeah. He showed up for a game, then went back to sleep, went back down for his, his milk and a nap. And uh and that was yeah. it. That was that was it for him. They just it stood no chance against the Canes, man. The Canes were too hungry were all over too them. Hungry, man. They're hungry for it. Looked like two different squads, you know, like a team that is that is sick and tired of losing in the second round, and they came in there hungry. And I thought that the Devils were at a point where, you know what, they're young, they don't know what they're getting into, and they're going to play up and uh, and make it interesting, and that wasn't the case, which is unfortunate. Yeah, their inexperience really showed, and, uh, you know, especially against a battle-tested team like the Canes. I mean, New York, I don't really consider them like a threat. I mean, they made a Stanley Cup final a couple of years, or the Eastern Conference final, what, two years ago or whatever, and Tampa, you know, bounced. They just, they handled it in seven. But, I mean, the Canes, like I said, man, they're just so complete. First line to fourth line. They're all, you know, four-checking. They're all on the same page. They're they're very fun to watch. I, I enjoy watching the Canes, because sometimes they'll dominate like a, like a five to one game, and I feel like every shift there's a two on one with the with the the Finnish guys, like Sebastian uh, Aho, you know, hitting a guy with a with a two on one. It's like, man, we're, these guys are just freaking like puck hounds. They're all over it. So I, I don't know who's in that though. Is it Anderson? Is it Ranta? Or is it this other guy? It just doesn't matter. They find a way to win. So definitely, like I said, it's going seven for sure. Yeah, I'm not much of a Canes fan. I don't know what it is, man. They kind of just put me to sleep, to be honest with you. Yeah. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the games that I maybe it's the games that I watch yeah. that are um you know that are kind of boring. But this is gonna um, be an exciting for, series. A lot of times <laughs> I fall asleep watching the Canes. Now I'm I'm definitely gonna watch this this uh, Florida Canes because I think that they they match up so well. But uh, but you know we'll we'll see what it is. Vegas versus Oilers, man. This has Bad. been a really good series. The, what do they call it? The, uh, the teeter-totter? Back up and down, up and down, switching them. The merry-go-round yeah. is circling. And like the crack. Nobody wants, the, nobody wants to get a two-game lead, you know? It seems like just going back <laughs> and forth. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hand it to this Vegas team, man. Jack Eichel, uh, I think he's been playing great. Uh, he's been... He kind of quietly contributing, but contributing in a lot in a lot of big ways. He's been consistently on the scoreboard. You know, he's finally made it to play some playoff hockey in his career. You know, seven or eight years in the league, and he's finally getting the opportunity to play some ho- some playoff hockey. Um, he's showing up. I think that he's a great player. Um, Mark Stone has been has been showing up for Vegas. They got a lot of guys uh, that that have been showing up for this team that is helping them put some offense against this high octane Oilers offense. Even uh even Neon uh, Leon Dreisaitl getting uh four goals in a game couldn't help them win that game, you know? Yeah. So how do you like the series between Vegas and the Oilers? Well, I, I to be honest, man, I thought I thought the Oilers would win in like 5 or 6 and they're mm. just uh you can't rely on these two guys. You need you need the whole team to right? step up. You need them to be more like the you know, like the Panthers and the the Hurricanes. Like you need your every guy to contribute, and it's just it's like the same thing every night. It's always McDavid or Drysaddle that leading the charge. You know, there's there's no goalie wins. There's no defenseman stepping up or 
it's just these guys every time. And you know what? They're going to have off nights. Even if they do get points, they're not going to be like brilliant every night, especially playoff hockey. And Vegas yeah. is playing good, man. They're, 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 they kind of remind me a little bit of the Hurricanes. They're all like, they got some stars, but you know, would you consider Eichel a top guy? I, I not I don't think I don't think he is. I don't even think Mark Stone's a top guy. He's he's been hurt a lot. He's a good player, but I just uh top you mean like top guy in like, the league? Like a top or? fifty guy, I don't even think they're they don't have one of those guys on, on Vegas. You know, like a like McDavid obviously is the number one like elite dude. Like, there's really no elite guy on Vegas. To just hmm. to me, I know there's some good players. They mesh together well, but I, they're they're just they're kind of like the hurricanes. They're uh, they don't really have that guy that's you know really taking taking the team on his back. They got just you know some good role guys and uh, they got. Some, I mean, I, I guess you can consider Eichel at one time was a top guy, but I it, he's, I don't even think he's a top fifty to be honest. Really, I, I don't see it. He's paid like it, but he's never not not really impressed by his numbers. Yeah. With Eichel, I think considering that he lost that time, that and you know he's let me look up his numbers this well, season. I mean, look just in Buffalo, he he just he it never worked out for him there, and and he he put up good numbers. He was just he had a bad attitude. Well, it was that whole neck thing. Remember, it was a big deal yeah. that hurt that surgery, and you know, they yeah, overreacted I mean, I, about it. But look, it it worked out for yeah. Buffalo. Buffalo got some good players in return, and. They were right there this year, and like I said, if they get a game breaker for Tage Thompson, like a Caner, you know, dishing them some passes, that's, that team's going to be pretty good. So I think it worked out for Buffalo more than it's been working out for Vegas because I, I just don't see him. He's not really taking it and going with it. So here are his stats. Um, he's been a 30-goal scorer once in his career, uh, 36 goals. He had 78 points that season, 68 games played. Then he got hurt, Mm -hmm. played in 21 games. In that 21 games, he had two goals and 16 assists. Then the next season, he played 34 games, and in those 34 games, he had 14 goals, 11 assists for 25 points. And uh, this season, he played 67 games, 27 goals, 39 assists, 66 points. So Mm -hmm. a point, a point. A game uh, player um, face-off percentage, forty-five percent this year. So um, that's not; those aren't exactly jaw-dropping no, numbers. No. I wouldn't consider him a uh, an all-out star. Well, in Vegas, who is it then? You know what I'm saying? Well, that's what I, I guess was getting in Vegas, at. I, I, I would probably say probably because of his notoriety. Stone? You know, I guess you could say uh, Mark Stone. Yeah, Stone. Let me look up Stone's. Uh, he's he's always hurt. Stone. His back is like Eric Daze's back. Oh, you know, man. It's, it's, that's not it's, good. It's a shame. He's a good player, and I know he was really good in Ottawa when he first started out, but he's getting older and older, and once the back starts having problems, oh, it's yeah. usually downhill. Yeah, this is his 10th season. Mark Stone has never had a 30-goal season. That's what I'm saying. They're, Stone, they're like the Carolina Hurricanes of the West. Good team. They make yeah. it far all the time. They compete, but they can never really get over that hump, and they just don't have that star, that star power. Yeah, Mark Stone has never scored more than 63 points in a season. And he's, get, That's he's crazy. getting paid big bucks, dude. Vegas wanted him to be their guy. I don't know why. Vegas. I would have said had. I would have said had a great t- have a great day. They dude. saw a good player available. I'll and find they another. Overpay. He's getting nine million dollars a year. 
Nine million for a guy certain. who scores. Okay, let, let me see here. Well, he uh, being with Vegas. Oh, hold on. Let, let me take that back. He has not once in his career played a full season. No, played a full eighty-two games. He's an injury-prone Marty Halfley type guy. Very skilled. He is. very good, but just he's always hurt. And you go. Let's jump over to Carolina. You got Sebastian Ajo, who's probably the best player on that team. He's scoring forty goals at least, but he's just. He's on Carolina, and it's just not like a really, you don't it's really not a see sexy, it. like, you know, it's not, not a sexy, like, player to be a top guy there, but he's definitely a very good player. Oh, I'm going to have to correct you, my friend. Sebastian Ajo has not once scored 40 goals in Are you season. sure? Positive. 30? Yes. Okay. I thought he scored 40 this year. I'm sorry about that. No, 30, 38, 24, 27. I'm sorry, uh, 30. 38, 24, 37, 36. That's pretty solid for a team that's a defensive-minded. I mean, yeah. he, he's obviously the top dog there. He's yeah. To me, though, he is a top 50 player, and at least Carolina has that over, you know, yeah. Vegas. I don't I, – they're, they, they're both almost like the same to me. They don't have that one, like McDavid. They don't have a David Pasternak, stuff, stuff yeah. like that, so – it could be yeah. an interesting Stanley Cup final if those two make it. It would just be like a freaking grinding out series. It wouldn't be any blowouts. I think it would go back and forth just like this Edmonton series. That's why I'm surprised because Edmonton should be rolling the floor with these guys. But Vegas is a better team, though. They're, they're what built, I mean by team is deeper, like, from, yes. from, yeah, they're they're much deeper than uh, than Edmonton, and they're able to. As a matter of fact, if you really think about it, Matt. Other teams are watching this man, and they're saying, "Hey, you know how you stop McDavid is that you build a deeper team. You don't you don't necessarily have to get top tier players. You don't have to have four most siders on your team. You just need to have good players that, from top to top down, you can throw out there to play against." Well, him. that's the thing. The defense for Vegas, they're big name guys, and that is huge in the playoffs. You got Petrangelo, sure. Stanley Cup winner playing great you got uh alec martinez two-time stanley cup champion you you got that mcnab kid good shea theodore yeah very good their top four defense solid very solid goaltending i think it's experience it's it's okay i wish robin leonard was here because i think the series i would i would have gave it to vegas just because of the goal I think, No, I think Edmonton would have ran away with it if Leonard I don't think that. so. I think Leonard Healthy is a very underrated goalie. When is that going to happen, though? Who knows? Who knows if he'll ever play again? Who knows? Yeah. But I, he was great His for, with the Blackhawks. He rejected yeah. that. Well, that year before with the... Um, I, I believe it, yeah, it was the Islanders. He came here as a free agent, signed a one-year deal, bet on himself. He got the long-term deal. And he played good for a while, man. He played really good. I, I, it would be a completely different series if he was in it. Okay, I think I, I, I'm just a big fan of the guy. I like his journey. I I am too. He's yeah, one hundred percent. It's, it's nothing. Like my, I, I, I like Robin Leonard too. And this is not against him, like personally in any way. I'm saying, considering his injury history and the fact that if he lets a couple goals go by. Mentally, it could shake him, and that could be the end of it. Yeah, but going back to that time he played with us, we should have been a ten in like seventy team. If it wasn't for him, 
he kept us in yeah. almost every single game he played in, and he stole wins. That's something the Hawks yeah, haven't had did. since Crawford. And I know Crawford and him shared a net for a while. Crow was going yeah. through some noggin issues with the concussions and stuff. So I was happy we got this guy. And then he he leaves to Vegas. I'm like, oh, my God, Vegas is going to win a bunch of cups because they finally got their guy in net because Fleury's gone. So, I, I mean, I actually, they both played together, didn't they? I think Fleury and Leonard were both on the same team, and F- Leonard ended up, ended up outplaying yes. him and getting that extension. So yes. I just, I just, if I wish he was healthy and this, I think this series would be a lot, just like if you go down the depth chart, defense out with Vegas, the defense is way better than Edmonton's defense, way better at playing defense right. and producing offensively. The goaltending, right. I would have gave it to Leonard too. I know Campbell is kind of hit or miss and then you got Skinner kind of jumping in, H- who knows, but the offense clearly is the Oilers, but like you said, the team is so deep on the Vegas Golden Knights that they're just they're finding ways to just kind of outwill them, and sometimes they're putting up big numbers against a team like this because yeah. Edmonton's defense is just garbage. Yeah, Nurse is playing a lot of minutes, but he's only one guy. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I think Darnell Nurse is a little overrated. Well, he got he took advantage of that year. The defensemen were getting paid. That was a big. It was a trend in the NHL. Yeah. Jones kind of started it, <laughs> then Cale uh, McCarr got his deal because he just won that cup and came off an amazing Norris Trophy like year, Stanley Cup champion. And Nurse took advantage. He, I think he got the same deal as Jones. I want to say. He got less. I think his is nine or nine point two. Still, that's yeah. It's a it's it's a lot. But a lot of uh, a lot of uh, people are you know they they're like man this guy is making too much money. They they need more of a guy that's you know like a good like a a Brett Burns guy like a two way defenseman but plays the position better like (laughs) more responsible in his own zone. They don't have they're I think they're lacking that big time. You know. Going back to Toronto, they might need to they might need to sell one of their big guns and add. You know, if you get rid of Austin Matthews, I mean, you can add three players, dude. <laughs> yeah, three <laughs> you know? good players, three key players that you need building a team. A grinder, you know, get penalty you kill can keep guy. Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. You can keep Ryan O'Reilly if you do that. I think Ryan O'Reilly, in the long term, if you're going on a deep cup run, is a player that you need. Not an Austin Matthews who's not scoring. Yeah, Ryan O'Reilly. If, I think if he didn't get hurt at the end of the season, I think he would have. Man, he would have been good at the, in this series, the second round. Just, uh, I think he was dealing with that. I think he broke his hand. I want to say yeah, that, that's a tough injury, man. You gotta, you gotta be able to play hockey yeah, with. It's, I mean, you gotta hold a stick. You gotta shoot. You gotta win faceoffs. It's, it had it. They kind. I bet you guarantee you they rushed him back, and they needed yeah. him. He's that damn good. He is. Well, all right, everybody, that's all that we got for you today. Do us a favor, hit like, and uh, be sure to hit subscribe. That really helps out the podcast. We appreciate it. Let us know if you want to hear anything or if you want to talk hockey. Get at us on Twitter, at Chicago Tomahawk, and we'll catch you on the next one. This is the Tomahawk, and we're out of here.